and welcome to Reggie'sTake.com podcast number 19. United they stood, divided they fell. As the latest movie from Marvel, Captain America Civil War, have left our heroes on opposite sides and no longer a united group. Is Civil War now considered the best movie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Has Marvel peaked with Civil War, or is the best still yet to come? What were your thoughts on Captain America Civil War? Did you like it? Did you hate it? Civil War also introduced us to some new heroes into the MCU, as we will talk about what we liked from those characters. On this podcast, my guest and I will give our thoughts and opinions on Civil War, where it ranks among the Marvel Cinematic Universe. There are plenty of other news concerning the Marvel Universe, as changes are coming with the two-part Infinity War movies. We'll talk about those possible changes. Also, a well-known character in the MCU may finally be getting their own movie. Who is it? Well, if you haven't heard, we'll let you know who it is. Joining me today is my guest from the True Believers, James. Have you seen that little movie called Civil War? Um, no, I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> no. Yeah, I did. I saw it yesterday. It was really good. I saw it as well. I thought it was excellent. Side note, DC, take notes. Uh, that's beside the point, though. <laughs> is it? it? First off, no, it's not beside the point. After watching this movie, I can say that DC can eat a dick. Seriously. That is, you might have to bleep that word out, but... uh this is how you make a superhero movie. Right. I mean, this is how you make a superhero movie about superheroes who fight, fight each, each other. other. And I want to say, I know when we did the podcast, I said, uh, you know, I think Batman versus Superman, like, maybe deserves about 50% on Rotten Tomatoes. After watching it a second time, I can honestly say no. It's it's about 30. It is pretty bad. It's a very hateful, dark, well, almost brutal. Dark it. is okay. Dark and, like, this is dank. This is beyond dark. This is dank. It's nihilistic. It's dour. You know, I mean, it's... It's a movie about superheroes, but, you know, Batman is is so angry and hateful in this movie, and Batman shouldn't be like that. There can be, have a have an issue with that part be, of it to a certain extent. He can be dark, but he just came off as just hateful. Grumpy? I wouldn't even say grumpy. Okay. Grumpy would be the Kevin Conroy version. This one just seemed very hateful. This movie got it right on every level. This is Marvel's 13th movie, so, mm-hmm. I mean, they've worked their way up to this type of a movie. Yeah. They didn't just try and go for it. Second well, it's movie not in. just like it's not a pro wrestling epic for three hours straight, you know? Right. Yeah, I mean. I mean, it's, it's, it's not WWE got, SmackDown. It's actually got a story, and that is coherent. Now, did you feel it was a true Captain America movie, or was it enough of a Captain America story in there to to really make it a true third Captain America movie, or was it just that in title alone? You know, a lot of people say, well, it's Captain America 3, but really it's, it's also 2. Avengers 5. 3, or 2.5, or 3, or whatever. It's also sort of like Iron Man 4 and all this. And yeah, it is a little bit, but really it is Captain America 3. It's a Captain America movie. The cast is big now, but I mean, and Captain America always had close-knit ties with the other Avengers. Mm-hmm. More so than Iron Man, even, or Thor. Captain America really was close with the Avengers. I mean, you know, there was, you know, Iron Man and Thor would leave and Cap would still be the leader. And sometimes Cap wasn't even part of the Avengers. Like, sometimes he would be gone, too. He usually was part of... He was part of the Avengers more than Iron Man or Thor, more often, for a much longer period of time. This movie had uh, plenty of action sequences that were just fun yeah. to watch. Uh, they started off trying to take out uh, Crossbones. Yeah, yeah, did Crossbones. You, d- did you like what they did? I mean, obviously, they killed him off pretty quick. You know what? I've noticed that's kind of... Starting with Winter Soldier, 
Soldier, that's kind of become a thing. Winter Soldier had Batroc, Age of Ultron had Baron Strucker, and now this movie has Crossbones, where they almost do kind of a James Bond thing, where there's a villain at the beginning of the movie... That they take out. That they take out. You know, doesn't always die, but they do take him out. And that leads to, like, a much... And, and really that bigger whole, conflict and, that and, whole, and i like that and the whole opening sequence for civil war though did lead or at least was a, just another knot in the belt against the avengers so to speak because of what happened when they did take out crossbones yeah, yeah. i mean obviously that bombing in uh, that uh, nigerian uh, embassy, embassy or whatever yeah where scarlet which you know flung crossbones up to keep him from exploding in front of cap and and it took out a good part of that building what do you think of the uh, the fact that General Ross was now Secretary of Defense Ross. That was interesting, wasn't it? Obviously, we both knew he was going to be in this movie, but... I didn't see that coming. I didn't realize he'd be the sec- 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 Secretary of Defense. Yeah. Excuse my porky pig imitation. So I don't, I don't know what that means. Now, I mean, will we be seeing, Story, him, seeing him later again then in the, in, in the MCU? Well, I guess. I mean, that's kind of a big leap to just do for no reason. Unless, well, I guess unless, like... It makes sense. I guess it wouldn't make sense for this story to, like, it would make more sense for the Secretary of Defense to be cracking down Down, on them. Right. Well, and it's also the UN, and and you're not going to put the president in part of that. I mean, it's just superheroes. You can destroy the world. So, I mean, why would you need the president? What do you think of the the relationship between um, Cap and, uh, and Stark? I mean, big enough conflict between them? The fact of the matter is, like, this, the idea of there being a ripped between the two and started since the first Avengers movie. I mean, they've always liked each other. They've I, I, always been friends, but there's always been uh, I, in every movie they're in together. There's a there's a bit of tension between the two. I, I think they've got mutual. It was escalating. It was definitely escalating in Age of Ultron. Ultron. So I mean, it, I, it felt I don't, natural. I, I don't know if they've or necessarily been buddy buddy. They've they've had a mutual respect. I, yeah. I would say for each other. I, I don't think they'd be the first ones to go out and get a drink together if that was their choice. Well, Captain America can't drink anyway. <laughs> Like well, he can, but he just can't get drunk. So, so yeah, yeah, but if you do that, why would you spend like, four dollars on gross on gross uh, wheat water? I thought Black Panther oh. in this movie rocked it. I thought he kicked ass. It was a very impressive way of way they of introducing mm-hmm. this character, mm-hmm. and I can't, really can't wait to see what they do with this yeah. character in the solo movie now what happens towards end of civil war we'll get into a little bit later and i have a feeling we're going to see unfortunately i think black panther is going to be a little bit bloated with some other characters in the mcu i, I have a feeling for the way the civil war ended in that little first post credit hopefully scene. not hopefully not but i wouldn't be surprised if you get a get a cameo or two from a couple of them one or two in particular simply because he is now his country is now harboring most of the avengers that were were thrown in jail i um, don't know what movies come next before uh, Black Panther, though. Doctor Strange is next. Uh, Black Panther is the is the last movie before we get the first Infinity War movie. So what else is there going to be? Uh, Doctor, Doctor Strange, Strange is coming. Thor 3. Uh, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 2. And then Thor 3. And I'm not sure what's after that. But I know Infinity War is, I believe, is in November of 2017. Because I know they start filming later this year on the first Infinity War movie. I believe Black Panther comes out in July of next year. Hmm. I think. I'm pretty sure. And they've got the... Uh, 
uh, was it Ryan Coogler who directed the uh, the Creed movie? Oh, nice. He's, yeah, he's he's directing. Yeah, it. very good movie. He's also I having saw that. he's also having an input on the script as well. Good. So it should be interesting to see where they go with him. I'd be fine if they don't put any of the Avengers in there. I mean, if you want to give Cap a cameo, that's fine. But I'd rather just focus on on Black the, Panther. Uh, Black yeah. Panther. I and I really thought his his character was was very interesting. He watching this movie Civil War made me want to see more of what they're going to do with with mm-hmm. Black Panther. I, I really thought you didn't necessarily get a lot of him, but you got enough of him to make me interested in him. Well, his story was so good. Yes. Um, he actually kind of played that that vital role. He was almost, in a way, his storyline was almost more important than Iron Man's, in a way. In, in, in a way. I mean, you also saw his character evolve from um, basically wanting all-out revenge against the Winter Soldier and Bucky to basically be now harboring Bucky yeah. and, and Cap and, and, and the rest of the Avengers that Cap broke out. His character saw the incomplete arc of what the Avengers were going through. So, and that um, that one character that kind of played the bad guy. Uh, what's his name? Oh, Zemo. Zemo. He kind what of, a good villain, by the way. Very good villain. Didn't see him a lot, but he was definitely he, instead of just trying to destroy in, the Avengers individually, he was his plan was basically to implode them from the inside out. Well, they'd never they'd never had a villain like that. You know, I'd I'd hate to say it, but like one of the biggest problems with the MCU and you see this with the not just MCU, but you see it in a lot of superhero movies. As much as we love supervillains, they're usually not like that great. Mm-hmm. Especially in the MCU. I mean, in the MCU, you've got Loki. everybody loves Loki. Then you've got. I think that uh, I really liked Ultron and Mandarin. Also, I really thought, but especially Ultron, I really thought he was a great villain. But neither of those worked for everyone. Red Skull's a lot of fun. There's nothing to him, but that's okay. That's the way he is. Like he's he's a Nazi. You don't need. Mm-hmm. anything else but aside from that there hasn't been a whole lot of terrible villains that you just hate i don't know if the uh, marvel has found their uh, for better lack of terms their quote con well the biggest i think they did and it's loki uh the biggest problem that marvel has is comic books were like that too like that is one thing with uh you look at batman and superman you got a ton sorts of like really interesting great villains, villains to draw from. You look at Marvel, and Marvel's always kind of Marvel has a lot of good villains, but they've always been kind of a Stan Lee issue, uh, and they they kept it going. And in a way, it's kind of cool. But you're starting to see like a repetitiveness of this in the movies. They tend to have the heroes tend to fight villains that are very similar to them. Not just the obvious like Spider-Man fights fights Venom, but aside from that, most of Spider-Man's villains are also animal themed. Mm-hmm. Like you've got Doctor Octopus, the Vulture, the Rhino, the Scorpion. It goes on like that. Captain America's villains are all pretty much all Nazis. So that is kind of the problem. I will say though, I can't complain too much because the difference between Marvel is that well, you know, X Men they fight other mutants. Mm-hmm. You know, just to keep that going. But to be fair to Marvel, most of these movies are about the hero, not the villain. Right. You know, they've done a fantastic job with Loki. I really like. Liked Ultron. There hasn't been a whole lot of terrible. Vi- I know people like to whine about uh, Jeff Bridges' character on the first Iron Man, but he was actually a good.
good villain. Mm-hmm. It's just when he puts on the suit, it's like, oh, here we go. And th- that is like kind of the the only minor qualm with that movie is at the end, it's just like, why did he put that suit on? First off, like, why did he put that on mm-hmm. and fight him? Like, his character is not the type that would do that. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden he's doing it. And then it's like, oh, now we're just going to watch some robots punch each other and... <laughs> But, you know, and that kind of, that's kind of continued. And then you've got Abomination, who's like another Hulk. Uh-huh. Then you've got Yellow Jacket, who's another Ant-Man. Right. Although Yellow Jacket is oddly the opposite of uh, Obadiah Stane. I don't remember the character's name of Yellow Jacket in the movie. And they did use a bald guy. In, in, in the- <laughs> I know. And I don't remember his name. But what's funny is uh, he was actually like, a pretty boring villain through the whole movie and then when he puts the suit on after the immediate eye roll of oh here we go no this fight scene's actually really cool like right. that's a so he's like the opposite of uh obadiah stain in that regard but uh you know and then thor 2 had uh malekith who that one i am gonna say i am gonna kind of complain about in the comics he's a great villain in the comics and the movie they toned him down and i don't mind too much making him generic like it's it's okay to have a generic villain because i know why they did it they didn't want him to outshine loki because loki was still super popular after avengers i i understand that and i kind of respect well uh, also i think um marvel's got one other issue that was obviously apparent to me watching Civil War, the non-ability or, or non-wanting to of killing off a character. Yeah, no, it's true. I really thought Brody was going to gonna buy it, and obviously we were both wrong on that you know, one. I thought so too, and I, I really say, I was really fans like me that are really the problem, because when he didn't die, I was... I thought to myself, oh, thank God. I love this character. Don't kill him. <laughs> so it's like, it's really people like me. Like, but, it's it's our fault. But if you would have thought about it, though, if they had killed Brody with everything that Stark found out throughout that movie and everything that went on with that movie, that would have just really even deepened his issues yeah. at the end of the end of this movie. Because I really think I really think we now have a completely different Tony Stark at the end of Civil War than what we on what the we, other hand though, to, to they, a certain extent than we have in the past. On the other hand, though, if they did kill off Rhodey, it would have been a much. I don't know with that ending with looking at this letter that Cap has sent him, and obviously a phone that Cap sent him, it's saying you know if you ever need us, we're still willing to help you. You know, give us a call, which is kind of Marvel's way of of saying okay, yeah, we're not completely just you know splintering these guys completely but at the same time you know the way he kind of rolled his eyes at one point you know uh, i know you'll never be able to accept this but i'm sorry da 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 i don't know if he's completely forgiven cap you know maybe he's maybe he's not as mad at him at that point in the movie that that he was you know 15 minutes earlier when when they went and had their battle which i thought that fight was awesome and at one point i really thought one of those two was going to really hurt the other one pretty bad the way they were going at one point after uh, Iron Man had taken off uh, Winter Soldier's arm. Yeah. You know you know what I'm talking about, oh, right? Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. and then when Cap took his shield, if you notice Stark's face real quick, had that kind of, oh shit look because he kind of had his hands up and then Cap, instead of going for what Stark thought he was going to go for, went and put it in his chest and took out his, what powers his suit. That was kind of one of those moments of Cap going, I'm not going to kill you, but I'm going to leave you disabled enough to where your suit ain't going to work. And they have 
have killed off some characters, but uh, not killing off characters is kind of reflective on Star Wars. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look back, none of the main characters ever died. I mean, except yeah. for except for uh, Obi-Wan, but well, Obi-Wan you, is like an Uncle Ben. Like, uh, you knew he was going to, like, you probably knew he was going to die the moment he comes on screen. And, and technically, right now, the movies that have been out with Star Wars, technically, you've had two Uncle Bens. Yeah. Because you had Qui-Gon and Phantom Menace die at the end of the first movie. Well, yeah, and that was the same. Yeah, same exact same, same thing. thing. Yeah, I mean, they have technically killed off some main characters. But it's usually at the end of the trilogy. trilogy with Vader. They killed off Vader. They killed off Padme. So they have technically killed some characters off. Right, but at the and, end, and, yeah, like, it, it, the heroes are always are always there. I mean, they didn't kill off Han Solo in the old ones. No, but they waited and kind of made him the the, the Ben of the, the, the new trilogy. Though. They didn't wait. They They didn't wait. The new people in charge decided... That's a good story. Lucas had no intention of yeah. killing off Han Solo. But I'm there saying was is, no way. I'm just there. saying no. The seven, eight, nine, no. Han Solo became the quote Ben of oh, the, yeah, of the new trilogy. Yeah. So. Yeah. so, I mean, uh, this is nothing new. And I mean, you know, you look at the. I mean, does Tony now have anything of an adventures left to command? Because, from my thinking, from what I saw and the way I took from the movie, Brody's paralyzed. Brody's paralyzed. Vision is still there, but Cap, Ant-Man, uh, Hawkeye, uh, Scarlet Witch, and the Winter Soldier basically are all now in hiding in, in, in Wakanda, from what I took of it. Uh, I guess he's still got Black Widow. Black Widow is kind of in between because she was on Stark's side, but then she uh, helped uh, Cap take off, yeah, take but off what, with Winter Soldier. Yeah, what's she going to do? Leave? Like, like she's going to stick but, around. Yeah, but she's, she's in the wind somewhere because she's obviously not hanging out with... Uh, she was there at the end. In the place, yeah, because remember, because before Stark went off and took off and went to the uh, prison there, and they had that little conversation. Her, he said that you know, I hope you're happy because now you're also a a fugitive as well. And then she took off, and that's the last I remember seeing her. No, I think she was there at the end. I don't think anyone followed through on chasing after her. I'm not saying anyone did chase after her, but I think she's in the wind right now. I'm pretty sure I saw her at the end. I'd have to see this again. Yeah, but they threw so much at you at the end of that movie. And I think it was, in a certain way, intentional way Marvel's left this, because now you leave for the next set of movies up until you hit the Infinity Wars, that whole group that we've gotten familiar with through the first basically two phases is now basically either not m- much there to really do anything with or they're in hiding. So you're not going to really see, see much anything of them probably until Infinity Wars. No. Yeah. Or possibly even Black Panther movie, as we discussed. I think that was somewhat intentional on, on uh, Marvel's part, I would say. No. Yeah. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, yeah. So, I mean, this is like kind of like a Empire Strikes Back. back. Yeah, kind of, yeah. Kind of ending. Kind of leaving everyone hanging and, and not yeah. knowing where to go. I liked it. I also liked that Black Panther didn't kill Zemo at the end. In fact, he kept him from killing himself, Self. so he'd go to jail. That was that was pretty big. Kind of did the same thing with um, Blofeld at the end of Spectre, if you remember. Kind of interesting. Because well, that's had... always been a staple to just kill off the bad guy. Well, it's like, no... well, maybe prison is worse. Like, you know. Well, if you notice, you know, when um, Iron Man and Cap were going through, entering that facility there in Siberia, Black Panther was falling behind yeah. quietly, but no one knew he was there. And he figured out that it was Zemo that was yeah. manipulating, making everyone hate each other. And it wasn't, it was kind of like he saw the whole arc of the story and realized, you know, these guys are worth keeping out of trouble. And that's, I think, that's the reason why he decided to give Cap and all those others safe haven. Man, how great was Spider-Man, too? 
Oh, like that was the introduction was pretty good. You know, I don't mean I. You know, on the one hand, yeah, adding that character was a little tacked on. Like, I mean, really didn't add anything to the story, but it was so well done and so likable that you you can't care. Like, I mean, it was right. so good. That fight scene at the airport was with him yeah. was pretty good too because he handled himself pretty well with. Uh, well, yeah, he's freaking Spider Man, right? <laughs> and that whole little scene of them Cap and was it Winter Soldier both stuck on the floor, you know. Yeah. I think it was Falcon. Oh, Falcon. Speaking of Falcon, I have to bring this up. I cannot believe that they found a way to bring in Falcon's pet Falcon into this movie. Oh, the little Red Wing? Uh-huh. In the comics... Is it an actual bird? It's an actual bird. And it, it's one of those things that's just way too freaking stupid to actually put in a movie. But in the comics, S- Sam Wilson... The Falcon has a pet falcon that he uses as a falconer or whatever. Uh And I always liked that, but I also always thought, man, that's really stupid. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm sure that, you know, I mean, there are plenty of people who are falconers, but the idea that the falconer is also the falcon is just... (laughs) too dumb (laughs) so like i'm glad they found a way to bring in red wing because i always assumed i was like i know like somehow they bring this stuff in like with thor they brought in the dr don blake thing as a throwaway joke i was like wonder i wonder what they're gonna do with red wing and they gave him the jarvis treatment where they they made him a full-on character but it's a robot it's a drone and i was like that's pretty cool i like that where would you rank the war now with all the 13 movies that have i don't now think come i out? can rank any of these movies anymore like there's too many they're too good i'm gonna say it's towards the top top five probably yeah i'll always have a soft spot for the first iron man it's hard for me to dethrone that one i'll also always have a soft spot for the first avengers although i think probably both captain america's sequels are better and maybe even guardians of the galaxy is better well yeah actually i would say guardians of the galaxy is probably better than avengers now i did like in the fight scene what they did with ant-man yeah where they made him giant ant-man uh-huh where he that, has two letters to his name that was that was that was a pretty giant cool ant-man that was a pretty cool thing and mm-hmm. the, the whole little uh, i didn't see that coming i that's another one of those things where i'm like giant man is just too stupid i, I thought they're probably gonna use that in Ant- the Ant-Man and Wasp movie, but I was like, there's no way they're going to do it. And when they did, I was like, ha, they Donald. made Giant-Man. All right. And and I also love the whole thing where Spider-Man's like, hey, have you guys seen Empire Strikes Back? And, yeah, that and, really old movie. And Yeah, and I don't remember who it was talking with Stark, and St- Tony's like, yeah, I, I, he's young. I didn't carbon date him, you yeah. know? I got a chuckle out of that part. And then they, they did the thing with the legs and just, you know, yeah. Spidey went around his legs several times and got him to fall over. Actually, I think my favorite line in the whole movie is actually one of Ant-Man's when they're all in prison. The raft, which, by the way, I knew that's what, what that was going to be in the trailer. Uh, the raft is an actual shield prison in like a supermax type of shield yeah, prison in the comics pretty dumb because it's actually there's a uh, a garbage barge that uh is a decoy for it and it's like isn't somebody gonna notice as this boat never moves that's really stupid <laughs> but um yeah when they're in the prison and hawkeye's having some choice words with, with cap with, or with excuse tony. me with iron man with tony and then tony walks by and uh ant-man yells hank pym never said trust trust a stark and tony's like who are you <laughs> and it's like yeah because i mean because when he said it i was like my first thought is, man, this line's kind of corny. And then they like shut him down. I'm like, oh, okay, that's well. And, I and, see where they're and, going. And then you get, you know, the Falcons and when they're in the car with Black Panther and Cap, and they're being taken after being. 
captured and he's like so you dress like a cat and cat says something about whatever and like basically you let it go and he goes well the guy dresses like a cat I want to know more about him. I want to know who this guy is. <laughs> what makes you want to dress up like a cat? You know, it says the guy that dresses up like a bird or bird suit. I did like that. Uh, so, I mean, th- there was confiscated there, his bird suit. Yeah, th- there was a little bit of a uh, Avenger-esque uh, humor in there, but it wasn't to the point where you got it with, Whedon's yeah, Joss bit, Whedon. Whedon... It, it worked in the first one, but in the second one, it was a bit much. Like, it it was like, okay. Yeah, like, this one, you had it at the, I, I don't want to say, up about the right amount of uh, humor yeah, humor in it. So. And it seemed like at, at almost at the right time. So about the time you really needed the humor yeah. is when you got the humor and not just because they could. Yeah. For that part, I, I didn't really mind. It was it. also nice to, uh, it's been a long time, but it's nice to see that there wasn't like a city or a country or a planet in danger. They just. Destroyed good part of a airport, but no big deal. Yeah, but the, <laughs> the airport was evacuated. Tony's going to pay for that. But, like, yeah, it, it was nice to see. It's really interesting how once their uh, formula starts to get a little stale, they'll curveball it. Like, the formula for the first phase is, for the most part, I Thor and Captain America kind of break this. At the end of the movie, you fight a bigger version of the hero, and it's like, okay. And th- that was kind of old from day one. With Avengers, it's like, now at the end of the movie, this city's going to get destroyed by a bunch of like aliens or robots or whatever. And oh, okay, that's pretty cool. By after a while, it was starting to get old. I guess, to be fair, I guess Ant Man, there wasn't a city in danger. No. So, yeah, okay. It's e- kind of easy to forget that Ant Man is, it's kind of easy to forget about that one not because it's forgettable but because it's kind of and even different. guardians of the galaxy even kind of put that one city on that planet kind of in danger yeah they did too yeah yeah so so i mean that was pretty much a phase two thing and then ant-man and civil war like making it more personal mm-hmm. so to speak ant-man's deal was he just w- wanted to save his daughter now what do you think about uh having winter soldier kill killing uh stark's parents be the one who- i didn't see that coming at all um that was actually and i don't know why i didn't see it coming you know it's funny because on on the winter soldier on captain america 2 they uh arnim zola does say that uh captain america was or excuse me uh howard stark was killed by hydra which that was kind of an eyebrow raiser and actually i gotta say i didn't like that the first time i was like oh here we go someone else's father is killed by the main villain we didn't see coming because before that you always kind of assumed that howard stark just died because he was old mm-hmm. you know and so at first i didn't like that but now that it now that we see that it was uh bucky it, okay i like this now that was actually pretty pretty big that was actually kind of a big deal and that sent tony right over the edge man that scene was pretty brutal though when he kills both of when it flashes back and shows him killing both of them uh-huh that was a pretty scary scene. That was pretty intense like for a Marvel I'd movie. Be, yeah, I'd be kind of scared to show that to a little kid, because that was pretty rough. They showed more of, of Howard taking a beating than they really did his wife. I mean, they implied that... He strangled his, his wife. wife. Like, you see... The, well, you like, see him put his was, uh, you know hand on the neck, and then they cut from him above. So they That really, was enough. Like, but, that was... That was pretty gruesome for a kid's movie. Like, that was a pretty gnarly death. Both of them were. Like, that was pretty scary. I'm really surprised. I I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't care. Like, I don't have any kids. And I thought it was a great scene. But I was also, like, really surprised that they went through with that. You know, just 30 to 60 minutes earlier, we just had a fight scene with Giant Man and Spider-Man. The two 
happiest characters in the Marvel <laughs> in Marvel comics. I mean, and I thought the little thing where Ant Man shrinked himself and went into Tony's suit was was pretty. Funny. Oh yeah, that was cool. And who's stuff. talking? I like the dynamic between Tony and uh, Scott. Tony was really annoyed by him. Mm-hmm. That was like pretty funny. What kind of score would you give Civil War? Oh, an A. That movie's an A. I don't give A's out. Shut up, James. But uh. <laughs> And that really didn't that feel like one a deserves two, an A. And it didn't really feel like a two and a half hour movie. No. I mean it went I mean, by this, fairly fast. This was good. I you know, I have a friend who said that this he thinks it's the best Marvel movie yet, considering how much this friend loved the first Iron Man. That's really saying something. Well, and, and, when and this one is definitely up there. Like it's really good. Um I'm not sure how I would compare it. The hard one is comparing this to Winter Soldier. Like, which one is a better movie? I almost say they're equals on some levels. Uh, Civil War may, may, may edge out Winter Soldier. In a, See, to, Civil to a War small, was a little extent. bit more fun. It had more superheroes, so it was a little more fun, I think. Uh-huh. Uh... Civil War, I think, was a little, had kind of, maybe slightly, I want to say it might have had a better story, but I don't know. Both their storylines were pretty dang good. It's really impossible to say which one is really better. Well, it's not impossible, but I don't know. I do like, Winter Soldier definitely seemed a little bit darker. Well, Winter um, Soldier was, to a certain extent, a political thriller as well, and also on a personal level, I mean, Cap is you know really finding out about bucky and mm. and so i think there's more this one was also a social commentary Terry. too though this one was you know after watching the movie i can honestly say that neither cap nor iron man were wrong no they were both right uh-huh i'm gonna try to do a podcast on the comic book soon i'm gonna point out which is ultimately i think the biggest flaw from the comic book was i think that's what they tried to do but the fact of the matter is you don't want to bunch of government ran superheroes like that's boring the fact of the matter is they had to make it obvious that iron man was in the wrong and they really kind of they really kind of mess up whatever social commentary they were trying to make because the idea is security versus uh privacy essentially Uh it's interesting how tony kind of flips side i don't want to say flip sides tony uh really changes his um his tone uh, yeah yeah he really does because you look back at at iron man 2 and he's got a very i'd hate to use this word but he's got a very like libertarian kind of point of view when it comes to his suit i mean he's like this is my suit the government can't have it Mm -hmm. you know i built this it's mine can't take it away i mean granted though you can break that down it's like well he was under government contract when he was building that stuff so it kind of is the government's but that's like what's so funny about iron man 2 is like iron man 2 really brings up a lot of points well can he own this or or is this something that belongs to the government and then the other good point is which hands are better for it Mm -hmm. tony's hands or the government's and it's like well the government is uh contracting with justin hammer who's an idiot terrible person and a (laughs) criminal and so like clearly it's not the government's hands but on the same time tony stark is getting drunk shooting his house uh, to bits i don't think it's really it's not really in good hands with him either so that that's what's so interesting about iron man 2 now the problem with iron man 2 is they're like eh, whatever just give it to tony <laughs> and like it doesn't really the question never gets brought up or resolved at the end so that's always which kind of cracks me up but yeah it's interesting and now tony's the one meanwhile captain america you go back he was always the one working for shield and 
working for the government and now he wants to be a free agent and it's it's interesting how they shift sides i know i read freaking salon.com had a had an issue with that and they were being way too political for their own good. You know, like Captain America's always been like the level-headed liberal. And now he's a, a whiny libertarian. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, they're just, <laughs> shut up. It's just they're a just movie. comic books. At the same time, it's like, do people really, like, spend their whole lives living by one title, by one category? No. Like, people experience things and they change their minds. I mean, we're constantly, like most of us, nobody believes in one thing forever. Ever, in my opinion, I think people change their minds all the time. Mm-hmm. I don't know, and uh, and I think that's it's what's called so, human nature. Well, that's what's so interesting about so the Marvel. More. Well, about all these is how much these characters. At first, it's like okay these characters have really grown but then after a while it's like you realize it's not that they're growing it's that it's not that they've grown it's that they're growing because these stories go on so long and they don't get tied down to like mm-hmm. we you know you know i mean, I mean that's kind of been you know the past couple of x-men movies have been really good but that's kind of been the underscoring problem with the x-men movies is no one really grows like wolverine i mean wolverine did and when wolverine reached his arc that was it i mean i love days of future past but i mean it's like he's he's kind of a boring character like let's be honest he's not super boring you don't really notice until like the third time you see it and then meanwhile professor x and magneto are like it's always like oh we respect each other but we have to beat each other up all the time and after a while man something's got to change here like i mean I mean, this is like literally the same thing over and over again. For a movie like Days of Future Past isn't bad, but we'll see how that translates to the next one. Right. There's been some interesting um, things in in the Marvel Universe news-wise for us movie-slash-comic-book junkies, kind of like we are. You know, there was one time we were talking about that uh, we thought there was a Pepper Potts cameo, possibly, in Civil War, but mm-hmm. obviously there wasn't. The Brewster brothers recently addressed why we didn't see anything of Gwyneth Paltrow's Pepper in the movie, and was asked if there was a deleted scene with her that, that, that didn't make it. Anthony Russo said, no, it was just one of those odd rumors. Look, we did consider very early on in the process, we did consider the idea, uh, we really liked the story point that Pepper had left Tony because he wanted they wanted Tony in a very vulnerable spot in this film. Joe Russo said the choices they made in this movie are very complex, so we thought it was very important to have him, being Tony, off balance as a character. That's a really good point. And they also went on to say that uh, Anthony Russo said, emotionally vulnerable, more emotionally vulnerable than than he had ever been seen him from the start of the story, referring to Stark. So her having left him was always an important story point to them. And very early on, we may have explored whether or not we needed to tell that in a scene or not. But I think we decided pretty much readily that we could handle it in the way we did in the film. And you had to listen to pick up on that as when uh, Cap oh, had yeah. been picked up, no, you yeah. know, and I mean, he was talking with yeah. Tony. But that's a really good point that, uh, you know, that that added to. That helped add to his vulnerability. I mean, he was really alone. His She was always his rock. And he really kind of explained it, really. They, like, they, even when they weren't romantically involved, she was the one that took care of him. And now he's on his own, and he's trying to make the decision the best decisions that he can and he really kind of made kind of clarified that whole thing is you know he said something about before new york yeah you know whatever and well, then after new york i couldn't stop making making suits da 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 i was and i thought i could give it up but now i i realized i can't give it up i was really hoping they'd do something like this because
because Iron Man 3, that's what they talk about in this movie. Iron Man 3, he blows up all his suits, and then all of a sudden he's doing it for her, and then all of a sudden he's back doing it in Ultron. And you you don't ever see her in Ultron, but I, I always thought that was weird. I was like, they need to do something with this relationship. Even when I saw Ultron, I thought... They need to either do something with this relationship or don't ever show her in the movies again. Because the worst thing you can do is at this point, it, well, not that. The worst thing you can do at this point is to just make her the doting girlfriend who will just stand by him no matter what promises he breaks. Uh-huh. Um, that makes for an incredibly boring movie relationship. That makes for like really just bad storytelling. Yeah, and you know it's not exactly a good portrayal of women either. That's one of the many problems with Spider-Man Three. Is all of a sudden I know they kind of do it where they they break up, but like all of a sudden. Even when they break up, Mary Jane no longer feels like a character anymore. All throughout Spider-Man 3. She just feels like Peter's girlfriend. And that was kind of my fear is that that's what was going to happen with Pepper. And it looks like they're smart enough to know not to do that. Not to do that. Uh, the Rooster Brothers also in that same thing when they talked about Pepper Potts, they also talked about, they were asked about uh, since they're, they will be directing the Infinity War 1 and 2, according to the Rooster Brothers, Infinity War 1 and 2 will not probably stay named uh, Avengers Infinity War because they say those two movies will be two entirely different movies. That's really good that they're doing that. Yeah, uh, they said uh, when the Russo brothers were asked how they decided where to divide the two Infinity War movies, they said this was a misconception because the two movies are entirely different. Joe Russo said the movies are two very entirely different movies. They said having the two movies laid part one and part two is misleading. Joe Russo said the intention is we will change it. We just haven't come up with the titles yet but yes they will change you would almost think at some point one of them might have infinity war stuck somewhere in the title yeah maybe but obviously they've got some sort of plan and if they do to the two infinity wars what they've done to the last two captain america movies those two movies are probably gonna, gonna kick ass oh yeah and you would assume that would be the next big team-up movie other than what from what i would assume maybe black panther uh, because really the other movies coming down the pike on the marvel schedule the only other solo movie out there that could possibly lead up to a team up would be Black Panther just because of where they left the characters from Civil War. I know we're going to get a uh, see Stark in the Spider-Man movie next year, but I'm really hoping Stark is really more of quote his Spider-Man's cue in a certain sense. Uh, I don't mind seeing Stark helping him technology-wise or helping him figure out some sort of problem on a computer, you know, to help him solve his issue. I don't want to see the Iron Man suit. By the way, like, that's always been the key logical issue with Spider-Man. Even in the comics, it's like, well, he makes these web shooters, but, like, he and he makes all these gadgets, but he's broke. Like, how does he do that? And then you watch the first movies with Tobey Maguire. How the heck did he make that costume, okay? Uh-huh. And, not a, and it gets torn multiple, multiple times, times throughout so i mean i'm sure he knows how to sew but give me a break like that <laughs> costume is insane well then the second movie the last ones the james garfield ones tried to address it first off by his web shooters he i guess he's he steals some stuff from Oscorp. Is that and, what and, happened? And I think he stole some technology and kind of fiddled with him in his garage at one point. And you saw him because okay. I think in I think it was in the first one where he's trying to work on something and something that sprays in his face at but one that, point. Yeah, I remember that. But did he steal it? Because it's like that's not very. 
Why would he steal that stuff? Yeah. Like, that's and, not very and, cool. And I think the way Marvel's trying to do it and is then, kind of make it, make yeah. Stark kind of his, quote, cue. Well, and then not only that, but, like, so then they also tried to address, so here's how I make his costume. And it's like, okay, great. Like, the costume does look a little bit more homemade. But it really didn't look homemade. It still looked like something no one could make. But it looked terrible on top of that. Uh-huh. So like, and I'm okay with Stark kind of being the one. No, it's great. That's what I'm saying. Costume and and yeah, that's what I'm saying is they 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 they've really found a way to bring this about. Now he can have a little help with his costume. He's got the cool spider signal, which we've never seen on a movie before. So we'll see. I hope that they find a way to uh, do the photography thing. If there's one thing I. Well, if you notice in Civil War... There's one thing I really don't want to see is, like, Spider-Man using his cell phone to take pictures all the time. Yeah. And actually, well, you know what? I Actually, I do have faith because I, I forgot about that. He's, like, a tech geek, and he's playing with old technology. Uh-huh. He, like, remember, he's Dumpster got, diving, like... diving, basically. Yeah, well, he's got, like, an old Mac. He's got uh, an old VCR, an old... DVD. Yeah. Holy crap. That's perfect. He's a retro tech geek. That he's going to use film camera. Uh-huh. Like, it's perfect. Right. Oh, my gosh. That, that's that's fucking great. And, and if you notice in Civil War, when you first see Tom Holland as just Peter, Stark asking, well, how, how long have you had these abilities? Six months. So right there, hopefully, we won't get too much of any sort of the backstory or origin story of Spider-Man. I mean, anyone... He has who, one of the best origin stories, but he, we've seen it enough. I mean, to me, there's like three characters in the superhero comics that if you don't know who their origin story are, you're nuts. Spider-Man, Batman, and Superman. I mean, if you don't know how they came about, so to speak, then you're just living in a closet and just not watching any Thing. What about Starman? Everyone knows <laughs> Starman. I also mentioned in my introduction about one of the uh, MCU characters might be finally getting their own movie, but it probably won't happen until Phase 4. Any idea who I'm talking about? Joe and Anthony Russo, again, were asked about the possibility of a Black Widow movie. Oh, really? Yes. Wow. Anthony Russo said, it's a no-brainer. Joe said, I don't think it'll take much. I think it's just a function of where on the slate it goes. She's a badass. I really think of all the all the little side characters we've been introduced to. She deserves it. Yeah. Uh, I think she's the one who deserves the most. Yeah, I, think I think she's so. the one who, even if it's just one movie, you don't necessarily mm-hmm. have to give her a trilogy of movies. No. You, know, you don't even have to go back to her beginnings at all. I mean, stick it somewhere in the middle of, of all of this and, and just have it be a one solo movie. I think fans would be happy with that because I really think she could have an intriguing movie just by herself. Even if you do pull a little bit of an, one of the other MCU characters in for a little bit here and there, cameo-wise, I really think you could make a movie with her work. It worked well. I mean, no. I know I'd go see it. I mean, I got no problems looking at Scarlett Johansson in that costume of hers. So she's really a good character. Yeah, like starting with Avengers, she's really actually the best other MCU character for for her to kind of pal around with. If you really want to put someone else, would be Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, so I mean, it may... well, see, way back when, and way actually... back when, I told my friend, I was like. Like, you know what? After we saw Avengers, I was like, you know what? They need to make a movie. The old comics were called Nick Fury Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And I said to my friend, they need to make a movie and just call it Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And have it star Black Widow and Hawkeye and Nick Fury's in there. And just make it an adventure that they go on. Like, that would be great. And then, of course, they made an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Shield show. Shield show starring one of the few characters that actually died in the series. <laughs> Uh, actually, you know, a solo so, Black Widow movie would almost be a dual purpose serving for Hawkeye as well for his own solo movie in a certain okay. sense. Where it's just those two, even. I'd, 
even be happy with that. Feig was asked about the possibility of Black Widow getting a solo movie. He responded by, we've announced the, the next nine movies, 10 counting Civil War, through the end of 2019. Where we go beyond that are ongoing discussions that we will focus on in the next few years because we have a lot to do before then of the characters that you've just mentioned. person asking the question said that, you know, they've got Falcon, War Machine, Black Widow, Hawkeye, all these, you know, smaller characters we've known for a while. Of the characters you just mentioned, I would say certainly the one creative creatively and emotionally that we are most committed to doing is Black Widow. So it sounds like, you know, they're they're definitely listening to the fans and definitely yeah. want to try and at least get a Black Widow movie out there. You know, not every character deserves needs, one either. Or even needs a solo movie. I don't know if she needs one, but she's a good character and like yeah, I would definitely see one if they gave her one. I don't think Hawkeye or War Machine or Falcon need one. Sort of see Falcon maybe eh. later, but I definitely don't think Hawkeye or War Machine need one. Or even even if it was just nothing more than a movie with a Black Widow title that kind of featured a little bit more of the smaller MCU characters more prominently than we of them being in the in the forefront rather than kind of taking the back seat too in the movie that would be fine as well you know like we just mentioned you know black widow hawkeye falcon those are the three main you see possibly i don't know I'm you know just, what's I'm just amazing talking, is so. out of all these characters you know uh, right away we think well the two characters that have been around the longest are iron man and war machine right mm-hmm. well let's talk about actors because obviously there was a different actor that played in the first uh, movie in the first movie which still kind of bugs me i, I gotta did say you, i don't like it when they change actors, did you hear um think about vision has been around since the beginning. No, that actor. Right, right. Who's Jarvis? Right. What's his name? Beatty? Uh, something Beatty. He's pretty cool. I like him. When he did Iron Man and they sent him the script and you know he he knew it was just a he knew it was just a voiceover script but they didn't tell him that he was a, a robot oh the guy who does Jarvis's voice yeah uh, i can't think of the guy's name well beady something beady it's the same guy as vision yeah i i, I know that uh, i'm trying to think of the guy's name there off the top of my head we've got the googles but anyway <laughs> what i'm what i'm saying is that paul, like paul bettany Paul Bettany. Okay, not Beatty. Paul Bettany. But uh, what I'm saying is, though, when they sent him that script, he did not know that he was a robot. They, they didn't want him voicing it like a robot yeah. either. So when, when they sent him the script, he probably just assumed he was like just some guy helping who's like his friend from R&D or something uh-huh. talking on the That phone. had to be easy paychecks for him, though, especially for those what oh, first yeah. up until Ultron, because that was basically going in one day studio work of reading reading the lines and and going home so he's really he's a really interesting person um, interesting I've, actor well person too I've, re- I've read about him he's british he's one of the he's one of the people that is uh strongly opposed to england having a royal family really that's unusual uh, so was uh while we're on it another actor who was also who's also strongly opposed to having a royal family was uh pussy galore oh okay i don't remember her name but yeah i know who you're talking she, about she she was very vocal uh that it's basically a political ideology i think in america like we we're like well yeah like like why do you have that well and any more the royal family over no disrespect to the royal family but i think that's more or less a tax drain i want to say it's more of an honorary kind of a courtesy thing anymore i mean they don't really have any sort of power anymore so it's it's, just you know and, and not to get too political with 
freaking England, a country I know very little about. I wouldn't um, mind visiting London, but I don't, yeah. But uh, I guess, like, the big problem that people have, though, is how the royalty get lives off basically taxpayer dollars. Well, I think the England government pays the royal family a certain amount of money every year. Yeah. But it's not like it's a huge amount. I mean, I think it's, I think I read it's like four or five million a year. But really? it's yeah. not like probably just a drop in the bucket. No. Yeah. I, I don't want to bash too much on the royal family or, no. or, or England, actually. Because we can I, actually delete all this out, too. Because one of, one of my followers on my com, I believe, is oh, yeah. over over in London and lives in London because I'm pretty sure he's English from what he posts and just whatever. Well, we might so, want to delete all this. Nah, that's all right. I've actually posted quite a few things on his website I don't website think we said well. anything offensive. So we're no, just no. talking about ideologies. We're Americans. I mean, we can. They can just talk well, it up I mean, to those that. Are, those are ideologies that exist. Right. right. We're just talking about them. We're right. not saying we're for or against this. Now, ideology. did you hear what uh, Robert Downey Jr. said right before? Uh, and an appearance on uh, Jimmy Kimmel Live before uh, Civil War debuted in the States. No. I think it was like a week before. Jimmy Kimmel asked him, you know, if he was ever going to, you know, don the Iron Man suit again in, in another Iron Man movie just by himself. And Junior, without hesitating whatsoever, goes, I think I've got another one in me. Wow. Maybe he's willing to do one more. I'm sure the paychecks aren't bad for what he's oh, getting. No. And he has been the, the whole thread throughout this whole whole Marvel Cinematic Universe. I mean, you lose you lose him as, as Iron Man and it won't be the same. I don't think you should even bother. At this point, you really can't even... We've replaced two actors. Mm-hmm. Right? Just two so far, right? Well, as far as I know, we've only replaced one. Uh, well, the Hulk. Oh, right, the Hulk. Okay, yeah, uh, two then, two. Yeah. So we've replaced two actors. But then again, you know... I but think, I think at this point, we can't do that anymore. And if, if especially people with Stark, gonna, Especially with Stark, though, yeah, that'd be really I mean, hard if to people do. Are, if people are going to quit, then we're just going to have to write those characters out. I'm sorry. I'm pretty sure the day that I'm done seeing these movies is when I see somebody else playing Tony Stark. Well, my big question, too, and, and I'd love to be able to score an interview with Kevin Feige or anyone uh, you know, at the top level of Marvel, which in my position will never happen. But I would like to know, does Marvel, have they conceived this whole thing with a con- with an actual ending to it in sight? Whether it be oh, Infinity Wars, so. do they have a Phase 4? Do they plan on ending it into Phase 4? Have they even considered such that's a That's what's so thing? messed up. You know? And that's really, I mean, this is a comic book thing too. That's what's so messed up about uh, comic books in general is, I think they had a planned end of third phase and that's it. And the end of Phase three is not going to be the end. No, I, I have no doubt that we'll see a quote of phase four, but I want to know what I would like to know is have they even considered a possibility of finding a way to ending the whole what they started, you know, a beginning with Iron Man in 2008 and then whatever it is, maybe at end of phase four of, of you know, years down the line, you can go, oh, look, there's a string of of 23 movies beginning to end, you know, this whole cinematic this universe. Is a monster, by the way. You know, that would not set to them mention up. you've got TV, you've got TV shows, you've got Daredevil, you've got right. Sharon Carter, or excuse me, Peggy Carter. I always do that. I always get those the two Carters mixed up. <laughs> uh, you've got Peggy Carter. You've got pff, all these others. Luke Cage is coming out. Yeah, and then Iron Fist, and then you got the whole matchup of those guys eventually as well. Got uh, Agents of Shield is still going on. Mm-hmm. This thing is a monster. It's a true monster. Yeah, but don't worry, DC is going. Going to continue making such bad movies that everyone's going to get sick of superhero movies and people will quit watching the Marvel ones too. Uh, one last thing I did want to touch on, um, you know, I listened to some of the other podcasts and they were they were kind of, 
I don't know. I, I wasn't sure how to quite take them because they were talking about, you know, Civil War's opening weekend here in the States was $181 million its first three days, which is nothing to sneeze at. No. I mean, that's a it's it's the best fifth opening ever for a movie, at, at least here in the States. So they were saying, well, they all thought it would pull in over $200 million, but they really thought that because Batman versus Superman was, quote, so bad and it was another superhero movie, I think as we talked about beforehand or even earlier, that, you know, superheroes fighting each other, they felt that it fell short of $200 million because people had superhero fatigue. Was uh, Disney even... Were they even estimating a $200 million opening, though? I don't know what Disney was estimating. I, I, I'm just saying these guys were, were saying that they felt it was a little bit of maybe superhero fatigue from Batman versus Superman. And because it didn't do so hot, maybe some people were a little well, hesitant I don't to go know, see it. I don't know what Disney was estimating. Now, this movie's already taken in huge money overseas. So, I if, mean... If Disney was estimating a domestic $200 million, like like then maybe, but if Disney was estimating $150 million, then... I actually haven't seen anything of what disney was hoping for from the from well, the opening it up in the states and we got the googles to be, to be honest but either way i think 180 million dollars was a extreme opening weekend now they did make one point pretty well clear you had batman versus superman two iconic superheroes going after each other that really should have been a no-brainer you know that movie really should have no, yeah, yeah, that movie yeah, that, that, you know, that that movie should have should have made over two hundred million in its opening weekend, and it should have already busted a billion dollars worldwide easily. That, that and it movie shouldn't have, probably should have made more than and Star it shouldn't Wars. have dropped off so quickly in the theater from week to week. In a certain sense, they were right, but I, I kind of thinking, well, when I first heard them say that, I'm like, okay, are you guys just grasping the straws to bitch about something or or what? No, I really don't think Civil War is going to have the drop off here in the states like. Batman no, Superman did. no, I don't think so. I have a feeling. I have a feeling. Civil War is going to stay at the top of the box office until at least Apocalypse hits. Yeah, a at least in my opinion. I uh, okay. Well, no X Men movie has ever done well with what I mean. Before before there was Marvel, before there was MCU, there was Spider Man. Back when X Men movies were coming out originally, and like whatever the whatever the. Um, what? See, X-Men, see, before they would always do this thing where they'd come out like a year before. The only reason why I say X-Men Apocalypse would probably be the one to knock off Civil War is because by the time that comes out, Civil War will be open in the States three or four weeks by then. Right. At least a good three weeks. But, uh, you know, back in the old days, old days, <laughs> X-Men would come out a year before Spider-Man. Mm -hmm. And then now there's more superhero movies, so you got to cram what you you can and oh, to yeah but you know originally it was x-men would come out people would like it and then spider-man would just knock it out of the water then it was the marvel movies because it kind of took some you know they did wolverine in 09 which is uh, horrible and then in 2011 which was five years after the last true x-men movie i guess you could say um in 2011 they came out with First Class. It was a good movie, but again, it totally gets knocked out of the water by the Marvel movies. Uh -huh. uh, Thor and Captain America came out that year. And then in 2013, Days of Future Past came out, or 2014, you had Days of Future Past, and it was amazing, but bam, uh, Captain America, again knocks it out of the park so i mean that that's just always been the way it is with x-men like <laughs> they've always been at best they've always been second best final thoughts from civil war i thought it was great i really did 
I really did. I I thought the whole movie was really good. I I think that people at DC probably watched it and are kicking themselves right now. Like, they should be. I mean, the movie's just so much better. Like it really is. It may not have the visuals that, and you know, I'm a sucker for good visuals, and that movie had some really good visuals and action. Like it was. It had some pretty good stuff. As far as, like, story and character development, it just... Batman versus Superman was not character-driven. No, not at all. I mean, I it, mean was the, a, it was a sludge fest. The closest you got to anything of character-driven was either Wonder Woman or possibly Batman, and that oh, was it. I forgot to say, uh, I read a Forbes article that mentioned that Spider-Man in this movie, and this floored me, by the way, Spider-Man in this movie has more lines than Superman does in Batman versus Superman. Really? More lines of dialogue. Wow. And you think about it, and you th- you look back and you're like, you're right. There's a lot of just like Superman like floating around and scowling and like there there's not a whole lot of yeah dialogue or substance going on pretty weird yeah i thought civil war was spot on to me marvel was what you expect in civil war you got exactly what you wanted you got superhero versus superhero they did it right they did it well maybe they lacked in in maybe taking that risk of possibly killing brody off i wouldn't have been upset if they had i thought it would have been an interesting move if they had done that but i'm okay with what they've what they've done i think marvel's left the uh the marvel cinematic universe in an interesting position right now with the way all the characters are left which I think really leaves leaves the door open for them to Marvel really let the other characters that are coming out and that being Doctor Strange next up to let the fans just only worry about those particular movies and not worrying about one of these other characters popping into into their universe at this point in time. I think the next time you get any sort of, of the character Peter Saul and Civil War popping up would be Black Panther at the earliest. Yeah. Uh, obviously, if Marvel keeps doing what they're doing, it's just they're just going to keep getting better and better. And if that's the case, there will be never an end in sight. In that regard, yeah, I give uh, Civil War an A. I may have to reevaluate my uh, my grading of Batman versus Superman, but I'm going to wait till after I see the rated R edition of uh, when that brings it out to Blu-ray. I feel like I, I gave it a C the first time. Like, like I, I don't think I I want to I want to watch the rated R version and I uh, that should be an interesting podcast because I think that's something that ought to be debated was the R version better than the uh, theater release version I'm gonna guess no like, that's may, the it, thing. It, it, I'm guessing guess there won't be really much of anything make you say I wow to it gonna be more, but like, more more punching more violence but yeah. I want to I, I want there's that small hope of maybe but anyway yeah I give so war an A I know you liked it Doctor Strange actually has my interests Oh, uh, yeah. Cumberbatch. I don't it mind does. Cumberbatch. I like him in, as Sherlock Holmes. Uh, I liked him in Star Trek as Khan. Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah. So uh, he's kind of the it actor right now. He talks like Dr. House. Did you notice that? No. In the trailer, he sounds like House from House. I've watched that trailer once, but I haven't really. I haven't did really they show it. it at the theater that you were at? Yes, they did. Okay. Yes. Yes. Uh, yes, they did. It looks good. They also showed a Rogue One trailer, too. Which is yeah, the one I've seen. Yeah. Uh, which is one I've already seen online. Man, that looks good too. So but, I I actually hadn't seen that one yet. I meant <laughs> to and I forgot about it. So well if you'd gone to Reggie'sTake.com, you'd have seen it. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, um, thank you for joining me as always. And, thank you for having me. Oh, uh, no problem. As always, you can find me on YouTube. You can also find James's True Believers on YouTube or Facebook, or also find his links on my my website, Reggie'sTake.com. I'm on Facebook, I'm on Twitter at Reggie's Take. I'd be grateful if you followed me there. Hope you all enjoy some movies and uh, we'll talk at you later.